Welcome to a brand new episode of the Content Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Whitney. Today's conversation is around AI-generated content. What are some of the biggest risks with going down that path? How can you mitigate some of those risks if you are using AI machines to generate content? And what are some of the applications that AI can serve right now in terms of content creation? So I want to start by prefacing it depends what side of the table you're sitting on. I think where it has the biggest implication is for people that are creators themselves, so personal brands, consultants, coaches, anyone in the advisory or expert space because people in the audience are coming to you as a credible source of information. Now, AI is trained on a data set and the quality of AI-generated content is only as good as the data that it's got access to. Now, in that data, it could be biases. It could be factually incorrect information that it pulls out for you. There could be intellectual property that other people own. So it's very important to understand the risks of using a piece of content that AI has churned out itself without any hybrid intervention where you've stepped in, you've checked things, you've edited it, you've put a human spin on it. So... I'm going to talk to that a little bit. And if you're an expert too, you've also got to think about if you're leaning on AI a lot, what does that mean to your audience if that was to get found out? Is it going to be a problem or is it not going to be a problem? At some point in the future, I believe that AI content will be verified as AI and human content will be verified as human just for credibility reasons and also for the person consuming the content so they have that transparency. So what I would say is if you have generated content that's 100% AI and you haven't done anything to it uh, to, to make it more unique or original, then I would actually give credit to the AI tool that you use to create that post. So I'd actually reference, hey, I this post was written by ChatGPT. I put the inputs in. I'm not sure if the data is accurate. Here it is. And I think you gain credibility by being that transparent as well. And each time you do an AI-only post, give it that reference because at least then you're crediting the source of the information where you got it from. Now, you can imagine that if someone has copyrighted uh, their, their work and uh, AI has pulled it and then you've posted it out and passed it off as your own content, that's going to have some intellectual property challenges from a legal aspect. So there's all these things that need to be floating around if you want to rely exclusively on AI. Now, I believe, and this is my personal opinion, and you're welcome to disagree with it, if you are putting out content as a creator or a personal brand, you want it to be as authentic as possible. And if your audience, in a lot of cases, knew it was AI and not you, I believe that's going to change the credibility and positioning with that audience. And then it comes to the point, well, who actually owns that content then in the future? If you didn't create it and AI created it, is that going to be a problem for you down the path if it starts getting verified? When deep faking and superimposing people's voices on the content becomes much more mainstream and a lot more believable when you see it, we need to make sure that it's verified so we know it is the actual person or it's not. It's the digital avatar of that person who is speaking those words because that's going to be very, very important because you can imagine, and there's a few examples of this already, where celebrities have been deep faked, their voices have been superimposed from an AI learning machine to endorse products that they have no affiliation with uh, by scammers and, and people taking advantage of these tools. So you're already seeing what's possible. Now, you can... Look at that from a personal perspective. You imagine if you built a significant brand, a large content platform and a large audience and someone went and deep faked you, superimposed your voice 
and there was this misinformation going out from a digital avatar that you hadn't signed off on, you would want there to be some sort of quality control process where it's verified that, hey, that's not you, that's AI, and someone had done that and uh, stolen your intellectual property in your face, your voice, etc. So I think this is where we're heading, and I think it's probably not going to be too far away either. So the challenge is there, if you've churned out any AI-only content at this point in time, and it backlogs and verifies the content and people can go and see, hang on, the last of uh, the, the last X amount of posts you've done, 50, 60% of them were AI, then what does that do for your positioning with that audience? Does it detract and diminish your value to them and betray their trust on a level or is it okay? And that's why I think if you are doing it, you just want to be transparent about it as possible. So if you're a creator, you want to consider all these things and then I think also, if, if you want to go down the route in the future where you use your digital avatar, your deep fake and, and your voice superimposed, there's a lot of opportunity there to churn out a lot of content really fast. But again, it will be having that transparency about this is the digital version of me, not the human version of me and allow the market to enjoy both because if you're coming out as a digital avatar in rapid high volumes, you can produce a lot, a lot of content 24-7 around the clock, especially if you uh, get someone to manage that process for you and maybe get to the point where AI can churn that out automatically, which I no doubt it probably will, and then have your human content for, for the audience that wants that human connection. I think that's a really good uh, approach to maximizing the both if you want to play in both lanes. Now, for me right now, I'm still very bullish on being 100% authentic, writing my own content, doing my own videos, just because I want to build that trust with my audience. And I also want to work on my craft. I want to be as good as I can possibly be as soon as possible. And the only way I'm going to do that is by showing up, doing content, getting my voice better, uh, writing more uh, to get the narrative on point. And and that's really the invitation too. Don't take shortcuts. If you want to build a personal brand, if you want to be a creator, if you want to be a consultant, an expert or coach, it's very easy to want to lean on a machine like AI that can just spit something out, reads pretty well, and you can just pass it off and go, cool, content post done. But like I said, if that's been duplicated 15 times by other people and put out onto the web and it gets called out in the future, then you're going to run into some challenges and it could have massive implications uh, to people that you've, you've, you know, that have feel like they've been misled by that process. So be committed to doing the work and putting in the reps. So you have that authentic element built in. And then as the technology gets better and you can be open about when AI is doing the work, I think you, you can get the best of both worlds. So there's a, some of the risks that I see built into AI-generated content and a massive invitation to start doing as much authentic and original human-based content that people still love and connect with as you possibly can and just keep getting better at it. And know that if you keep showing up, you're going to build this catalog and this back backlog. And over time, even if no one's tuning in now and you're not getting a lot of reach and you can do shorts, reels, even with no followers and TikToks and get a lot of reach without an audience, which is cool. If you can build that catalog, when you do start to build a recurring following, you may have 50 awesome pieces of content or 100 awesome pieces of content that they can go back through. It's like with a podcast. 
if you blew up on episode two or three, your listeners can only go back two or three episodes and then have to wait for all the new ones. Whereas if you were 100, 200 episodes deep, by the time you started to get traction, you're going to get all these legacy listens, all this legacy traffic, all these legacy views, which is ideal because once you had that audience, they've got all this backlog they can work through to go much deeper into the relationship with you, which will naturally lead to more opportunities, more retention. And if you're monetizing, naturally more revenue and income. So that's worth considering. Don't be put off by the fact that you're going to do a ton of work and not get traction because if you keep showing up for an extended period of time and get better and show your voice, know that that back catalog's there and it's going to pay off in that long run when people start going back through all your old content. So that's really important to put on the map. Now, we've talked about the risks and a couple of things you can do to mitigate the risks like making sure you're transparent if you do use AI and reference that fact in the content piece itself. The other thing would be to fact check if there's any stats or data that's been passed off to verify the source of that information. And like I said, copyright is is where it gets challenging. Does the AI get the credit for the content? Do you get the credit for the content if it's pulled someone else's intellectual property into that post? Uh, what's the challenge there? So you just want to tread very carefully uh, when it comes to content, particularly if you're representing it yourself as an individual. Now, where can tools like ChatGPT be incredibly useful right now. Well, for creating framework and a springboard or platform for a piece of content or even content ideas, writing really quick email responses, things that are generic and are not sort of mainstream content pieces that you're going to put out to your audience, uh, I think it's really helpful in those scenarios. You can even write really uh, epic Add copy, sales page copy to give you a starting point. And of course, you go through refine, edit, put your human spin on that. But I think if you want to get the creative juices flowing, it can really be impactful with that. And like I said in an earlier episode when we spoke about ChatGPT, which you can go and listen to, it's really about the quality of input that you give it in terms of the questions and the data that you give the machine that will turn the quality of output. So the more you can give context to it, the better and the more original in inverted commas because it's pulling from a data set, the content would be. Like I said, I'm always going to be bullish on at least having hybrid and human intervention if you're going to churn out AI content. Now, Depending on where you're listening on, I'd love to open up the discussion in the comments. Have you put out 100% AI pieces of content where you haven't put your spin on it yet? Have you done the hybrid where you've got a piece of content and you've edited it up and, and dressed it up with your own magic? I think the other thing, if you jump on ChatGPT and you ask it to write a piece of content, you'll see there's a certain feel that the posts have. They're very grammatically correct. Uh, they're well-written. But sometimes they lack that human voice or the context or the story inside that. And that's where it may not draw in the person consuming the content because it's it can be monotone or, or quite factual and AD and, and lack that thing that draws you in. So by always injecting that, that human side and giving the context that AI can't. So, for example, it can't put in a story. I was on a, doing a podcast episode with Sammy Gordon Today, AI can't pull that from its data set. I'd have to put that little part of the story into a content piece. Uh, AI can't uh, churn that until it's already out in the data sphere that it's pulling its information from. So I'd love to open up the conversation wherever you're listening from. Uh, that actually takes us to the pointy end of this episode. 
And if you've listened this far, I really appreciate your attention. Like I said, you can lean on it for efficiency in a number of things right now, things that you might not be putting out into the public sphere. If you are leaning on it, make sure you provide that that reference and, and be transparent about that fact or you do the hybrid and you do the, the human intervention and actually uh, dress it up and put your own spin on it to make it far more original than, than what the, the machine has churned out for you. So if you're new to the show or you're not subscribing, please follow on ever uh, platform you're listening on if there's an opportunity to review and you've enjoyed this conversation i'd really appreciate the review that's how we're going to eventually get an audience of more than three or four uh, if you didn't like it then uh, maybe don't review it as well if you want to get in touch there'll be resources in the show notes to ask questions and even talk about what you want to hear on an upcoming episode